0: Hello and welcome to Afternoonified. The podcast where we want to su- Do I have to do this? You absolutely have to. Suck your blood. Theme song. <laughs> well, I said it. <laughs> sound really depressed like I made you do this when you, you wrote didn't. the You didn't. I wrote open. this cold open. <laughs> um, I was going to make you do it, and then I was like, no, no. No, no. If it's a dumb thing, that's my flavor, and you cannot chomp it. You're a good friend. I feel like I could have gotten into the vivant du... No. No. Okay. So, anyway, um, we were talking about vampires today. And it was going to be a biography about Vlad the Impaler, but if I may be so bold... The dude was not exciting from a podcasting standpoint. Like he impaled some people, and there was a poem about how he liked to dip his bread in his enemy's blood. Oh, but yeah. it was on brand. most Yeah, it was mostly old timey wars and him just like winning them. And also not doing any vampire stuff. Not doing any vampire stuff. The only real connection to Dracula, according to Oh my god, I can't remember her name. I should have written it down. A self-proclaimed Dracula expert, <laughs> um, and the creator of Dracula's homepage.com. I think that's my what favorite it was website. No, no, it wasn't even. It was just like a school address. Um. Anyway, Vlad the, Vlad, Vlad the Impaler was super dry. It was just a lot of Romanian battles, and the only connection is there, like the location, and Bram Stoker. Liked his name, sounds about right. Uh, yeah, and the uh, the person is Elizabeth Miller. She is a Dracula scholar, both book, movies, and Vlad. And that homepage, Dracula's homepage, which I showed you, <laughs> uh, is ucs.mun.ca/slash squiggly line e Miller backslash. <laughs> I would recommend to everybody listening to this to go to that webpage, because it is the best webpage on the internet. I'm sure if you look up Elizabeth Miller Dracula, you will find something. There is, like, the the heading of the page says Dracula's homepage, <laughs> as in, Dracula has created it. <laughs> um. Oh. There is a section at the Impalier. 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 Um. My favorite was the section titled A Dracula Handbook. Uh, Because it doesn't open. It doesn't open anything. It says the connection is not private and it won't let me open it, but I have to assume it's notes on how to be a Dracula. That's what I would gather from that description. Dracula Handbook. That's all you really can gather. Um, Yeah, so Brom Stoker liked the location and the name. Um, So what I realized I actually wanted to talk about was just vampires. But then like we all know about American vampires and blah 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 blah. So all almost every culture, with the exception of uh Japan, which weirdly doesn't have any like native vampire lore. It has some blood sucking animal lore. Um, but no like vampire lore. Almost every country has its own vampire, kind of. Or vampire adjacent. Vampire, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I feel like blood-sucking monsters of any kind are fairly common. Yeah. Um, Especially, well, and I'll get into it later, but it was used as, like, a way of explaining away certain diseases. So, I have titled this first section, So What Is Vampire? (laughs) Vampire? (laughs) No, because we don't practice magic with a K, we don't have vampires, (laughs) and we're not women with a Y. You don't have time for this, Sarah. <laughs> you spell it, just, it correctly. It just sounds so much fancier. Um, Vampires I, are fancy monsters. I, yes, they are. Um, because of Dracula. They weren't <laughs> before. They were gross before. They were very icky. And that's the clinical term. Very icky. <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of like spelling demon with an A-E. It, it's just, why take the time? Extra letters are fancy. You just you don't have enough flair in your life, Emily. <laughs> I do need a little more flair. Add some Y's. Add some extra letters. I just vampire is the equivalent of naming like a little girl like Bailey with two E's. <laughs> so anyway, what is vampire? What is vamp? Vampire. Sorry. Uh, vampires are mythological beings, either dead or, in some cases, never human. begin with. I fucked that up again. I'm gonna leave it. Whatever. The main characteristic of a vampire is that they drink human blood and they typically drain their victim's blood using very sharp fangs, killing them and sometimes turning them into vampires. It's kind of like like a fork in the road situation. So either, an either or? It's an either or. Like, I mean, you're dead if you become a vampire, so they will kill you either way. But they can choose to just kill you and not turn you into a vampire because sometimes there's like a little like rain dance they have to do after they bite you (laughs) to turn you into a vampire. It's not like a werewolf thing, as in most cases, automatically a werewolf. Yeah, I find that what we do in the shadows is probably the best (laughs) at describing it. (laughs) What I've seen this movie, it's been a while. What is Mm -hmm. their method for turning people into vampires? Um, as far as I know, they bite them and they almost kill them. Right. That's generally how it goes. Like, you just get them right on the verge. <laughs> I think Twilight also... Uh, no, no, never mind. We're not even going to get into that. We're not going to talk about those. I would say, can we have one conversation about vampires that doesn't involve Twilight? Those are vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy vampires. Vampires. <laughs> Ben Piers. Welcome, Stephanie Myers. Just gave you a new, new name. Reclassify that shit. So, um, generally they hunt at night since sunlight weakens their powers. Some have the ability to morph into a bat or a wolf, sometimes a dog. You know, black creatures. I think spider came up at one point. Spider vampires? Uh, and a bee. A bee pyre. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry i'm I'm really trying to wrap my head around a vampire who you catch him in the act and he does the thing with a cape and then he turns into a bee and buzzes away through the window. Yeah. um, we're gonna talk about them later i I cannot I wait. assume it's more like a hornet situation, but I picture one of those bumble buddies that's just like ninety percent <laughs> fluff. <laughs> I would say I immediately picture a bumblebee a little fluffy bumblebee. Um, I hate this sentence um, the second half uh, they also have super strength and agility fine and also have a hypnotic sensual effect on their victims gross uh, they can't see their image in a mirror and cast no shadows which I dug a little deeper um, a reflection is supposed to be a reflection of your soul in some cultures and vampires being dead or demons don't have souls that tracks Uh, The first vampire, you're going to love this story. Uh, The first vampire may be traced back to Greek mythology in the story of a young man named Ambrogio and the love of his life, Selina. According to the myth, Ambrogio fell in love with Selina after visiting the legendary Oracle in the temple of Apollo, the sun god. He asked her to marry him, but little did he know that Apollo wanted her for his own, as Greek gods tend to do. Yeah, sounds about right. They just dibs every hot lady that wanders into <laughs> the picture. Apollo cursed Ambrogio by causing his skin to burn whenever he was exposed to sunlight. Ambrogio like a vampire. Turned, like a vampire. Ambrogio turned to Hades, uh, and then Artemis, the goddess of the hunt and certified badass, um, he turned to them for help. And after stealing Artemis' silver bow to fulfill a deal he made with Hades, Artemis cursed Ambrogio so silver would burn his skin. Just like vampires and werewolves oh yeah she later took pity on him and gave him super strength immortality and fangs to kill beasts to use their blood to write love poems to selena i love this story (laughs) (laughs) i was Uh. on board until blood letters (laughs) eventually selena escaped apollo and reunited with ambrogio Artemis told Ambrogio he could make Selena immortal by drinking her blood, which would kill her body but make her spirit live on. Their combined blood could then turn anyone who drank it into a vampire. It's kind of like Drano, where you have to pour in both of them. <laughs> so that's kind of the main story. But also, Greek mythology contains several more uh, precursors to modern vampires, though none of the ones I'm about to mention were considered like undead in the traditional sense. Not like Jesus. Not like people who, yeah, died and then came back to life as vampires. Yes. Um, these include Empusa, Lamia, and the Striges. Striges? Striga? No, that's actually a Romanian vampire that we're oh. not going to talk about. <laughs> right. Um, but that's actually where that word came from. That makes sense. Uh, they're called the Strix in ancient Roman mythology. So that's what I'm going to refer to them by that's from a now on. Very cool name. The Strix? Yeah. Yeah, there's an X in it that makes it extra cool. What? S-T-R-I-X. That's metal as shit. (laughs) Oh, you're going to like them if you think their name is metal. (laughs) Um, Over time, the first two terms, Empusa and Lamia, became general words to describe witches and demons, respectively. Um, Empusa was the daughter of the goddess Hecate. Hecate? Hecate. Hecate. Sure. I think I had this exact discussion on Bracket Royale when we were talking about her because she is one of the best. She's uh, the goddess of, like, witchcraft. Oh, yeah. So she's on Medically yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So Empusa was her daughter, um, and she was described as a demonic bronze-footed creature. She feasted on blood by transforming into a young woman and seduced men as they slept before drinking their blood. Serves them right. Uh, Lamia was the daughter of King Belus and a secret lover of Zeus. Who wasn't? Who wasn't a secret lover of Zeus? Everybody was. We'll get into that in the Greek mythology episode. Zeus, like, the fuck. <laughs> Zeus is the worst. Um, And also, this is a very stereotypical sentence I'm about to read. However, Zeus's wife Hera discovered this infidelity and killed all of Lemia's offspring. Hera didn't really take well to the whole infidelity thing. I can't imagine why. Honestly. Like, Hera was kind of a bitch, but also justified. It was yeah. a real Lorena Bobbit of a situation. <laughs> I was gonna say we can we don't need to get into this now. We have we will do a Greek mythology episode, but like I'm Team Hera, all the way. Oh for sure. Um as much as I love the Disney movie, she was not at all like that beautiful pink lady. So um Hera killed all of Lemia's offspring. Uh Lemia swore vengeance and preyed on young children in their beds at night, sucking their blood. Like Lamia, the Strix feasted on children, but they also preyed on adults. Equal opportunity murderer. Uh, they were described as having the bodies of crows or birds in general, and were later incorporated into Roman mythology as the Strix, a kind of nocturnal bird that fed on human flesh and blood. I want one as a pet. I'm sure, your cat would just be <laughs> super into that. She'd be thrilled. Um, vampire superstition thrived in the Middle Ages. You would not believe how into the vampire myth these people were, um, especially as the uh, blah, especially as the plague wiped out entire towns. I was gonna say uh, everyone in the Middle Ages was pretty goth, so oh for sure. Uh, the disease often left behind bleeding mouth lesions on its victims, which to the uneducated was a sure sign of vampirism, because they would. Well, they would bury a body, and then, like, the skin tightens up from being dried out, so the legions kind of open up, and, like, the blood hasn't fully coagulated in the body yet, and it would just kind of ooze out of their mouth. That's disgusting. What show do you think you're on? <laughs> <laughs> Emily's Gross That Hour. I haven't even gotten to it. Like, <laughs> the end of this episode is going to be a Gold Star episode, Gold star in grossness? Gold star in that if people make it all the way through the story, they get a gold star. <laughs> it wasn't uncommon for anyone with an unfamiliar physical or emotional illness to be labeled as a vampire. Many researchers have pointed to porphyria, a blood disorder that can cause severe blisters on the skin when exposed to light, as a disease that may have been linked to the vampire legend. Uh, some uh, some symptoms of porphyria can be a template. God help me. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the alcohol episode is going to be like if you make... Yeah, just imagine the weed episode. Just... Last time I ate too big of an edible, I sat in my bathroom for 10 minutes not knowing whether I was coming or going because my shower curtain had a pattern on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some symptoms of porphyria can be temporarily relieved by ingesting blood. Other diseases blamed for promoting the vampire myth include rabies or goiter. If you, I, I'm not, I didn't really get super into it. I feel like that might be something for the, the weird um, disease kind of series that Ryan started. On. Yeah. Um, but something about ingesting blood, I think, uh, causes it to be relieved a little bit. That's completely bananas. Well, and, um, I didn't put this in my notes, but I thought I would talk about it anyways. Richard Chase, the vampire of Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Your friend and mine certified crazy person oh he was yeah um he had pretty severe unchecked schizophrenia among many other things don't do acid kids it just chews your brain up and shits it right out um but he thought that he was losing blood mass which is what led him to kill people and drink Drink their their blood. blood or also he used to buy a bunch of rabbits and then kill them and drain them of blood he sounds like a cool guy yeah yeah he's uh he's interesting um but yeah so i mean it could be emotional illness mental illness anything that was out of the ordinary you could die and become a vampire like that's that was kind of the thing yeah I so say if you are sick and they don't know why you're sick. You're probably possessed, or evil or a monster possessed or. <laughs> evil. Um, you've been cursed by a witch, which was a whole other yep. thing. Uh, when a sus- when a suspected vampire died, their bodies were often disinterred to search for signs of vampirism. In some cases, a stake was thrust through the corpse's heart to make sure they stayed dead. Other accounts describe the decapitation and burning of the corpses of suspected vampires um, well into the 19th century. Uh, although modern science has kind of gotten rid of the whole vampire fear, uh, people who call themselves vampires do exist. Oh, of course. They're this normal people. Doesn't normal doesn't me. Normal people. She's making air quotes. Uh, who drink small amounts of blood in a, and this article said, perhaps misguided mm-hmm. effort to stay healthy. Blood should be high in iron. However, you can just buy iron. I was going say, they make little pills you can take. You can buy gummy candies that have <laughs> iron in them. Um, communities of self identified vampires can be found, weirdly enough, on the internet and in cities and towns <laughs> across the world. So, uh, go to the, avoid. Go to your internet, people. Make some new friends. Uh, do you remember vampirefreaks.com, that like MySpace website for goths? <laughs> no. Oh, girl. It's exactly what I just said. It was like MySpace for goths. (laughs) Um, I defo had an account. Oh, yeah, of course you did. And I also got into the business of designing Vampire Freaks uh, page layouts, kind of like MySpace layouts, which I also did. Of course you did. None of this surprises me. Yeah, I learned how to code in high school, like early high school. It's gotten me through. (laughs) Hey, I learned HTML so I can make Lord. Oh, God bless. I used to write Andrew Lloyd Webber's <laughs> Cats fan fiction. <laughs> you win. You're, yeah, you win. I also read a lot of 18s fan fiction, although I never wrote any. There was eight. Uh, of course there was. Yes, the band. The 18s, not the 18. No. I'm sure there's 18 fan fiction too. Uh, but... There's definitely 18 fan fiction. I just <laughs> never read it. I did not participate. My favorite part was that the fan fiction was like brought together on the 18s fan site, not fan site, website, like their official website. You could go to 18s.com and find just oh, a I wealth of fanfic. Don't like that. I don't like that. So what I'm saying is the internet is a weird place. <laughs> what what's this episode about? Again? Uh The 18s, the super popular Swedish teen band. <laughs> um I miss them. Um To avoid rekindling vampire superstitions, most modern vampires... The phrase makes me want to throw up a little bit in my mouth. And this is coming from someone who has written books about vampires. (laughs) And you had an account on VampireFreaks.com. It's true. Most modern vampires keep to themselves and typically conduct their, quote, feeding rituals, which include the drinking of blood of willing donors, in private. Which still feels really illegal, Yeah, I can't, like, identify a crime there, but... I mean, I guess if they're not killing them, but this feels like that time that, like, a German man, I think, put out a personal ad seeking someone who would let him eat them. Yeah, that's, but that's a crime that kills someone. So can this! Not if you're careful. Well, I guess eating, technically. You could eat someone and not kill them. You just have to, you know, portion control. It's still technically cannibalism <laughs> is is there actually a law against cannibalism? I don't think there well, will be <laughs> do, do, do. is there a law against cannibalism? Why you're Google five, history Five just... questions about dude after this episode <laughs> my, I'm on more watch list than ever before. Um, <laughs> this article is titled "Eating People is Wrong, but is it against the law? <laughs> Thank you, Guardian.com <laughs> uh, uh, Jose Salvador is accused of eating his travel companion to surviving lost at sea. If it were true, he wouldn't be the first to consume human flesh in extreme circumstances. No shit. Let's see. Oh apparently if you're lost at sea, I mean this does not it's not worded this specifically, but eating someone's flesh in extreme conditions is not against the law in the UK. There is no offensive of cannibalism in our uh in our jurisdiction. Uh dr samantha Pegg points out see that's kind of what i figured like if you kill someone and eat them like the crime is you murdered them in 1884 a four-man crew sailing from england to australia were shipwrecked with almost no food when the 17 year old cabin boy became ill two of the men stevenson Dudley, decided to kill and eat him five days later they were rescued and charged with murder the third man was not charged despite eating his companion's flesh Though their lawyers argued that killing the cabin boy was a necessity for the survival, Stevens and Dudley were convicted of murder and sentenced to death. Um, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because they killed him. Like, the Donner party, I think, in most cases, except for that one guy at the very end, like, they waited for the people to die before they ate yeah. them. Um, Which is still very disturbing, but... That being said, what Jeffrey Dahmer did was still wrong. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you uh clarified that point for our listeners. Um uh, well, and I guess blood doesn't fall under that jurisdiction because it's not illegal to to eat placenta. Weirdly, this is still on topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cannibalism vampires, it's yeah. Just took a little detour, that's all. Yeah, I would say that people who, ide- who identify as vampires in that makes it sound like I'm making fun of people who identify as things. Um People who call themselves vampires aren't... I would consider that a form of cannibalism. Technically, yeah. It is technical cannibalism, and I will not stand for it. (laughs) Emily is taking a stand against cannibalism. A very brave stand. I'm looking forward to uh, New York Times picking up my story. (laughs) Unpopular opinion, I know, but... If I may request which journalist covers my story... I'd love to work with Ronan Farrow. <laughs> he gets it. I think he'd give you a fair hearing. Oh yeah, uh, him or that that nice lady from uh, Teen Vogue. Oh yeah, Lauren Duca. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce her name. I've only ever read it. I know. Yeah. Um, some vampires. These. Oh right, self- we're talking about vampires. Some, some vampires don't ingest human blood, that cl- but claim to feed off the energy of others as emotional <laughs> vampires. Which I didn't know some of my ex-boyfriends identified as vampires, but <laughs> here we my are. My joke is going to be, like, that's just people wimping out. They're just too scared to drink the blood, so they're like, no, I'm an emotional vampire. Sorry, emotional vampire. I text people and don't <laughs> respond. <laughs> I sap the energy out of every party I go to because I identify as a vampire. I hope you get angry a... <laughs> reviews about this, too. Tim showed up in a cape again. What do we do? Just ignore him. <laughs> but he saw us talking about him. Just ignore him. <laughs> I'm not having fun anymore. That's what he wants. <laughs> um many state that if they don't feed regularly, they become agitated or depressed. That's how addiction I'm- works. Whatever. Just sounds like a bunch of pale nerds who need to take an <laughs> iron supplement. I am yeah. just very over the vampires. <laughs> Well, good news, we're going to talk about real vampires now. Oh, thank God. Um, So, we are going to talk about the U.S., which has a fair amount of its own vampire lore, and the vast majority of our listeners are from North America, so I assume they've heard enough about fictional vampires. (laughs) Um, But Mercy Brown was a real person who was an alleged vampire. Uh, She is from Exeter, Rhode Island, and was the daughter of George Brown, a farmer. You know this story. I do. I've heard this story on several uh, there, other different podcasts. It's true. That's why this is short. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming the, uh, the crossover of listenership, our listeners have probably heard the story of Mercy Brown. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are many documented cases of families disinterring loved ones and removing their hearts in the belief that the deceased was a vampire who was responsible for the sickness and death in their family, although the term vampire was never actually used to describe them. Interesting. Uh, Oh, are you going to tell the listeners what it actually was? Yes. Okay. Um, The deadly disease, tuberculosis, (gasps) or consumption, as it was sometimes known, um, was believed to be caused by nightly visitations by a dead family member who had also died of consumption. It just happens that tuberculosis is, like, mad communicable. I was going to say, it's really uh, just a coincidence that vampirism and tuberculosis are both so contagious. Mm, Weird. Um, After George Brown lost many family members... (laughs) After George Brown lost many family (laughs) members... This is right just a real-life version of our group text where you make a typo and then Sadie and I just repeat it ad nauseum. Look, I was very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not on Tumblr anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I should reblog that. <sighs> just making the rounds without me knowing. Anyways, after George lost many family members, including Mercy, in the late 1800s to tuberculosis... His community used Mercy as a scapegoat to explain their deaths. It was common at that time to blame several deaths. Yeah, we already talked about that. Um, The bodies of each dead family member were often exhumed and searched for signs of vampirism. Like we said. I was half asleep when I wrote this. I'm (laughs) over explaining. Uh, When Mercy's body was exhumed and it didn't display severe decay, which do you want to know why it didn't display severe decay? Because it was cold? Cold they buried her in a bo- in an above ground vault in new england during the winter <gasps> they put her in a fridge <laughs> <laughs> but why didn't she decay emily um i think they also noticed that like her hair and nails had quote unquote grown since she had died which we know is just because your skin dehydrates and pulls back we talked about this during incorruptibles you you know <laughs> yeah um, the townspeople accused her of being a vampire and made her family, uh, accused her of being a vampire who's making her family sick. Uh, they cut out her heart, burned it, and then fed the ashes to her sick brother, who unsurprisingly still died soon after that, and those town pe- townspeople had torn out the heart of a dead teenager and burnt it for nothing. I bet they must have been. Oh, Timmy died? <laughs> but we, we did the, um... Uh, nerds. I, I did put at the end of my section of about the USA. Say, lovey. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What's done is done. Um. Now we're gonna talk about the Caribbean, which, Ooh. um, like voodoo culture and like that area of the world, including like up into New Orleans and stuff, have some of the best folklore. Always. So we're gonna talk about the soucoupante. I'm just gonna pretend that you pronounce that right. <laughs>
1: i S-O- i don't know i don't I know, know s o
0: u c o u y a n t sure So co i yeah it's i think it's french yeah that that sounds right <sighs> maybe if i Sous-co-yant. <laughs> 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 that make it better yes Does that sound more are you gonna say it like that every time no well no. i'm probably gonna avoid saying it as much as i possibly can <laughs> when i read this um it is a shape-shifting Caribbean folklore character who appears as a reclusive old woman by day. You'll notice a theme of she old like women. Me. Yeah, you're going to notice the theme of like old women. It happens in witch tales, it happens in like vampires, the Baba Yaga is a fucking old lady like society has a thing about old ladies. Yeah. Who live alone. Yeah. Um, by night, she strips off her wrinkled skin and puts it in a mortar, which I assume is like the bowl mortar and not like a mortar like a and pestle mortar. mortar. Yeah. Uh, in her true form as a fireball, she flies across the dark sky in search of a victim. She can enter the home of her victim through any size hole like cracks, crevices and keyholes. God, how do I be one of these when I grow up? Uh, you move to the Caribbean, I guess. <laughs> Um, they suck people's blood from their arms, legs, and, quote, soft parts, unquote, <laughs> uh while they are sleeping, leaving a blue-black mark on the body. Uh, if she draws too much blood, it is believed that the victim will either die or become one. Uh, the suqoyant. <laughs> I could pronounce it last night when I was writing this. Like, I said it to myself multiple times. Um, but they can either become one. Or uh, perish entirely, leaving the killer to assume that person's skin. Cool. Yes. The on practices black magic, um, and they can trade their victim's blood for evil powers with Basil, a demon, who lives in a cotton tree. I think cotton tree? Yeah. Cotton. Cotton. Oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna cut this out, but the second anniversary is the cotton anniversary, uh-huh. And I wish I had thought far enough in advance to get Travis a vape pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Um Soft Parts. To expose parts. one, uh you can heap rice around the house or oh, wait. To expose one, you can heap rice around the house or at the village crossroads, as the creature will be obligated to gather every grain, uh, grain by grain. Which is actually a thing that carries over to yeah, I think modern I vampires. that with other yeah. folklore similar, um, yeah, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it is. I don't think it's an American vampire, but I think it's some kind of pixie or something of that effect like if you scatter rice or sugar or something it has to cr- count every grain. Um, uh, so it, it I mean that would take her a while so you can catch her in the act. So to destroy her, you uh, have to use coarse salt. Which again is a recurring theme throughout a lot of folklore in terms of like killing evil things. Um, you have to put salt in the mortar where she keeps her skin, so she can't put the skin back on. A uh, belief in them is still preserved to an extent in some Caribbean islands, including Dominica, Saint Lucia, Haiti, Suriname, and Trinidad. I can hear you trying to open the cabinet in there. Are you talking to Travis or one of the cats? Oh, Travis is in Vancouver. I'm talking to the cats. <laughs> Uh, the skin of the Tsukinyo is considered valuable and is still used when practicing black magic. However, this article does not state how you were supposed to get one. Or how you, yeah, verify that it's authentic. Yeah. Um, I guess you can just, like, make an old lady skin out of latex and sell it on the black market. <laughs> I mean, I could sell you some paint chips and say it's an old lady skin. <laughs> um, so now, let's move to Australia. Aboriginal Australia. So the entire fucking thing before white criminals showed up. I was going to say, the non-criminal Australia. Um, I can't pronounce most of the things in this episode, so bear with me. The Yarama Hey, Hey, that sounded good. Go for it. Yeah, it's actually, it's spelled out fanatically. Is a legendary creature found in Australian Aboriginal mythology. According to legend, the creature resembles a little frog-like man with red skin and a very big head and a large mouth with no teeth and suckers at the end of its hands and feet. I want one as a pet. <laughs> uh, it is said to live in fig trees. Instead of hunting for food, it is described as waiting for an unsuspecting traveler to rest under the tree. The creature then drops down and uses its suckers to vi- to drain the victim's blood. After that, it swallows the person, drinks some water, and then takes a nap. I like <laughs> I like this creature a lot. When the Yaramaha uh, when the Yarama Yahoo wakes. It regurgitates the victim, leaving them shorter <laughs> than before. The victim's skin also has a reddish tint to it that it didn't have before. It repeats this process several times. At have length, the victim. Person? I believe so, yes. At length, the victim is transformed into a Yahoo themselves. This is the best folklore I've ever heard of mine. According to the legend, it is only active during the day and only targets living prey. Playing dead until sunset, <gasps> Uh, is offered as a ploy to avoid attack. Extended siesta is the only way to... Just take a nap. Um, Let's move on down to Albania, where I can pronounce the name of the creature. A vampiric witch from Albanian for- folklore, a striga, will drain the life and blood of children, newborns, and beautiful girls while they sleep. Just the pretty ones? Just the pretty ones. We're safe. It's fine. <laughs> Also, I don't know what her standards are. Maybe she's into weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that being said, we need to keep Gal Gadot out of Albania. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, when a child has been fed on by a striga, it will become ill and eventually die if the striga is not killed or forced to remove the sickness. Uh, in order to cure the child of the illness, the striga must spit into the child's mouth. No. A Shriga is not born a witch. A woman can turn into one when she becomes so jealous. This is another, like, women thing. (laughs) Uh, When she becomes so jealous that she turns evil. These women are usually childless or unable to have children, and their envy of other women drives them into becoming Shriga and killing the children of other women. (sighs) Yeah, I know. I read it. Yeah, I won't go on a rant, but yeah, that sounds about right. Typical for I, for one, do not have children and have no desire to fly into the rooms of children and spit in their mouths or whatever the fuck I just said. (laughs) Let's say that reason you don't have children. (laughs) So you don't have to fly into their rooms and spit in their mouths, right? Yeah. Is that what moms moms do? I think so. I don't want one near me. (laughs) I mean, my mom used to put vinegar in my mouth, but that's just when I was being a mouthy little (laughs) asshole. She used to keep, like, a paper towel soaked in apple cider vinegar in a plastic bag in her purse just to whip it out whenever I said something Oh, wow. Shitty. She made travel vinegar. Yeah. She was committed. Yeah. I never got well, any I... of this because I was a perfect child as a child. Uh-huh. You have two older brothers. By comparison, you probably were. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one who didn't get home- brought home by the cops. <laughs> Story checks out. Um. Anyway... Uh, Striga are described as old or middle-aged women with with gray, pale green, or blue eyes and a crooked nose. They possess a stare which makes people uncomfortable, and they have been known to have the evil eye which allows them to curse people. They are human during the day and able to turn into a small flying insect at night in order to get into children's rooms, including mosquitoes, flies, and bees. Bees? Bees. Bees. So basically, if you lived in an Albanian village... If you were a middle-aged woman with light-colored eyes, which was likely because you were fucking Albanian, uh, and you didn't have any children, and you lived alone, you were probably a Striga. Striga, yeah. Same thing. It's like a witch vampire. Yeah. There are many ways to ward off a Striga. Holy figures and a strong belief in God can protect a family, along with salt, (laughs) garlic, and specially made puppets that are designed to trap evil. I googled that so hard, and I could not find anything more. <laughs> I mean, I would trust puppets above anything else, anything else on that list. Um, you can also trap a striga by making a cross out of pig bones and placing it on the door of the house that the striga is in. It is believed that after a striga feeds, it will go into the woods to re- regurgitate the blood it just drank. If you dip a silver coin in this blood and wrap it in a handkerchief, you can use it as an amulet to protect you. The easiest way to kill a striga is to kill it in its human form if you are able to find it. Oh, so just go kill the old weird lady down the street. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Humans are awesome. Yeah, um basically in those days in that part of the world, the, if you were a man, the only thing uh, like supernatural that you could do that would get you killed is be a werewolf. So like hairy <laughs> guys were out. Other than that, if you were anything but like an attractive young lady who was married and have kids, you were you know. Definitely evil. Target on. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, that still tracks today, right? Just yeah. speaking from personal experience. It's true. <laughs> Why don't I have children, Sarah? <laughs> because you're evil. You're a witch. Clearly. It's true. So that's Albania. Which is cool, because I still have three pages of notes! Huzzah! Uh, so we're going to talk about Spain. Where the dip... Deep? deep probably it's dip but oh yeah i don't know did not take spanish i took french like me too weirdo too and you heard me fuck up that other name so (laughs) oh god you should have yeah so i took three years of french in high school and probably one semester in college and then i got to actual france and granted it's (laughs) been like 10 years but oh boy I i was bad at french I'm pretty deep into Duolingo, but I always forget to do it. Um, so, uh, a diep. Diep, diep is a vampiric hellhound originating from Catalonian mythology. Is this a vampire uh, dog? It's a yeah. Yes. Um, this myth is strongly tied to the Catalonian village of Pratip, uh, which is hypothesized to have started as a hoax to stop drunks from wandering out at night. <laughs> I feel like there's so much of, like, just human folklore that's like, how can we encourage people to not be fucking idiots? (laughs) Um, They take the form of big, black, furry dogs and are only visible in the dark due to their red, glowing eyes. As with most other Catalonian myths featuring demons, they are lame in one leg, if not outright missing a leg. Um, And modern interpretations kind of favor them having all the legs, but in, like, ancient as ancient as Catalonia could be. Catalan? Catalonia, Spain? sounds right. Right. Um, Gimpy leg. I'm glad this motion is going to translate to the audio medium <laughs> in which we find ourselves. The causes of the gradual disappearance of dips during the 19th century is unknown, given that no one ever managed to kill or capture one. This is basically the Spanish chupacabra. So say, oh, I wonder why they never could catch one. That's that's so weird. And then they just disappeared because people got bored with the story? Yep. Weird. Uh, some some people point at divine intervention through St. <laughs> Marina being the likely cause. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, this myth appeared uh, mostly during the late 14th century, eventually naming the local village Prat Dip Dip Meadow and making its way into Prat Dip's coat of arms. So I encourage you to do a Google, or I will do it. And there you go. Oh, is it in the it chat? It looks like a. Oh, okay, yeah. It Put looks it like in a the yield... chat. It looks like a yield sign with a pupper on it. Aww. It hasn't actually come. I'm yeah, I know. Reacting I haven't it yet. Just, just to the description. And in the meantime, I'm just staring <laughs> at this, <laughs> this picture of Gary Gygax. Gygax. <laughs> That's also pretty cute. Ah, ah. There it is. Oh, look a Dougal. Yep. Aww. <laughs> Uh, coat of arms. Uh, They also made their way into the nearby chapel of St. Marina, showing up as decoration, and eventually the statue to the saint was held atop. Four dip statues symbolizing that God would prevail over this monster, strengthening (laughs) the idea that this was the cause of them disappearing. Sure. I don't know why I googled St. Marina, expecting her to be, like, hot. Oh, shit! Is that her body? Oh, shit. Is she incorruptible? No, I think it's it might be her skeleton encased in a Ooh. Oh. You can't react that... like that and not send these pictures over the Oh, track. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> it's uh just having like nom flashbacks to episode 1. Oh. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, that's kind don't of like mummy. I like that one bit. What? There's some there's still some skin on that. Yeah, her hands are icky. Yeah. What? Ha- why are there just like big circles of skin missing from her hands? Uh, they probably were used as relics in other churches. Okay, yeah. That me... Well, that'll be on the Instagram. <laughs> the afternoon on Instagram, your one-stop shop for just dead Ugh. things. Yeah, I can't actually find a picture of the San Marina statue. Probably could if I... Tried harder? Well, yeah, but I could do most things if I tried harder. <laughs> nah, I'm just getting pictures of the town. Um... Anyway, so they don't really exist anymore, but it's a vampire dog. It's a it's a Spanish chupacabra. No, he's so cute. Let's move on to Ghana, which is our second to last stop on our world tour of vampires. vampiter It's like an obscure vampire. <laughs> um, the Addzi vampire tour. <laughs> the Adzi is a vampiric being in. I want to say it's pronounced Ewe, because it's E-W-E, but it's also, um, like, uh, not African, because that's a continent, but it's Ga- Ghanese? I, I, I don't know. I have no if, input here. That's helpful. If you know, please, God, tell me and correct me. I need to know <laughs> things. Um, They are located in Togo and Ghana. Uh, in the wild, the Adzi takes the form of a firefly, though it will transform into a human shape upon capture. When in human form, the Adzi has the power to possess humans. People, male or female, possessed by the Adzi are viewed as witches. Um, the Adzi's influence would negatively affect the people who lived around their host. The person is suspect- A person is suspected of being possessed in a variety of situations, including... This is a weird list. I hope you're ready for this list. Um, so you are likely to be possessed if you are a woman with brothers, especially if... Their brother's children fared better than their own. So, like, Tech. if you, yeah, if you had kids and your brother's kids, like, went to Harvard and yours went to, like, UCLA, <laughs> you might be a witch. I just want to read the rest of this list Is Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an old person and the young suddenly started dying and the old people stayed alive, you might be. <laughs> Please stop. Yep. Please stop. <laughs> uh, old people and poor people, if they envied the rich, um, are susceptible to the adsy's oh, effect. Oh, okay. Classist. Uh, these effects are generally felt by the possessed victim's family or those of whom the victim is jealous of. Yeah, I know. Sorry, uh, in I Firefly... rolled my eyes on a podcast. <laughs> in Firefly form, the adsy would pass through closed doors at night and suck blood from people as they slept. The victim would fall sick and die. Tales of the creature and its effects were probably an attempt to describe the potentially deadly effects of mosquitoes and malaria. Hmm. There is no defense against the Etsy. I guess just don't be a jealous bitch. <laughs> notice how like If you do not have money, maybe you shouldn't be thinking so hard about how much you want you would rather have money. It, well it, that and also if you notice the list, um men not really on it unless they're I was older poor. Say, sounds like a nice list of cool marginalized people. Yeah. Yeah, don't be jealous of the people who have it all. Handle your own shit. <laughs> lady who has unsuccessful children. Um so now we are this is the the biggest one, the one I've been ramping up to, the one that if you are squeamish in any way, not you, Sarah, you have to stay. You <laughs> if you are squeamish in any way, I am about to wreck your shit so thoroughly. This is what I've been excited for all day. We are moving to Thailand. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm sure the cats are in positions where they won't scare the shit out of me, out of me when I get into the story. Lucy, <laughs> we'll I'll get down from there. Good girl. In Thailand, <laughs> there is a creature known as the Krasu. Um, it's also a thing in Cambodia and Laos. Uh, it is a nocturnal female spirit of Southeast Asian folklore that manifests itself as a woman, usually young and beautiful, with her internal organs hanging down from the neck, trailing below the head. Yeah. I, I got nothing. Continue. The spirit moves about by hovering in the air above the ground, <laughs> for it has no lower body. The throat oh. may be represented in different ways, either as only the trachea or with the whole neck. The organs below the head usually include the heart and the stomach with a length of intestine. Please, please tell me you found a picture of this. Did I find a picture of this? <laughs> I mean, you're painting a beautiful word picture right now, but I'm just word trying to pictures figure out aren't going to one... give me nightmares. I need to figure out which one I need to send you to really get it across because there are several thai movies um based on this legend oh here's i one would hope so this is the one this is the one that i came across when i was googling things in the shower yesterday because i was cold and i still needed to take notes <laughs> <laughs> oh, mother of god mm-hmm. that is great oh, you need I need to save this one for a little later in the story. Why don't we have cool monsters like this? It's really hard to say, my dude. Um <laughs> I hate this story and I love it. And it it really did just ruin me last night when I was home alone. Um in Thailand, there is a legend locating the Krasu's original like origin um in the Coomber. K-H-M-E-R, culture. Khmer? Khmer. Well, that makes more sense than what I said. Um, it tells of a certain princess becoming the Krasu in a uh, past century. Uh, she had a an arranged marriage to a powerful Siamese nobleman that had been set up um, def- following the defeat of her people in war. She was very upset about this because she was in love with one of the conquering soldiers, a younger man of lower status. And as we know, that's a no-no. Eventually she was caught with her lover and offended the Siamese aristocrat, who sentenced her to death by burning. Shortly before the execution, the princess asked a sorceress to cast a magical spell over her to allow her body to be unharmed in the flames. The spell was powerful, but its effect arrived too late, when most oh. of the body of the princess had already been burnt, except for her head and some of her viscera. Oh. Nu- yeah, if that spell had caught an earlier bus, we might not have this. <laughs> How do spells arrive late? Did the witch she just, probably, like, sleep in that morning? Yeah, yeah, she woke so, up and oh, it was shit. like, that scene... It was like that Steam in Home Alone where she, like, jumped out of bed like, I slept in! And then had to get, like, right down to it. Oh, boy. Um, The non-charred remains of the princess were cursed to continue living as a ghost. The cross suit is under a curse that makes it ever hungry and always active in the night when it goes out hunting to satisfy said hunger. Uh, seeking blood to drink and raw flesh to devour. <laughs> it may attack cattle or chickens in the darkness, drinking their blood and eating their eternal Eternal organs, wow. <laughs> the the eating immortal their, ones. Eating their internal organs. It may also prey on pieces of cattle such... Pieces of cattle. Interesting. Just- oh, oh, no. I needed to finish my sentence. Sorry. <laughs> it does make sense. Preying on pieces of cattle such as water buffalo that have died of other causes during the night. See, I pulled it out. Okay. <laughs> if blood is not available, the crossu may eat is or carry-on. Uh, clothes left outside houses can be found soiled with blood and excre- excrement in the morning, allegedly after she had used them to wipe her mouth. So, hang your shit up in your closet. Yeah. why L- like clothing, like, lines to dry stuff? Just don't do it. No. Take... Well, if you're drying, like, clothes on a line, you should take it in before the end of the day. I mean, yes. be responsible. Well, historically speaking, in scary stories clotheslines have never boded well if we remember the conjuring <laughs> if we remember oh yes that halloween great nonfiction film the conjuring it was literally based on a real story <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> you our listening audience can't see it i made air quotes because i'm an asshole <laughs> and that'll be on the instagram um <laughs> The cross suit also preys on, this is where it gets real bad, uh, pregnant women in their homes just before or after childbirth. Oh, It no. hovers around the, uh, the uh, house of the pregnant woman, uttering, quote, sharp cries, unquote, to instill fear. It uses an elongated, proboscis-like tongue, forced into a woman's vagina to reach the fetus or its placenta within the womb. Do we still have mm-hmm. listeners? You're going to want to check that chat in uno momento. I was going to ask, is this, is this the picture you were saving? God damn it. I you bet your sweet butt it is. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm really glad that's not a gif. Yeah, I was just wondering if I could find one of those. No, thank Pro- you. Proboscis Probo- like tongue. Proboscis. Tongue. I'm I'm a little worried if we we're if we're gonna break our audience. Nah, just right up in there, like it's scooping out a pudding cup. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna hang up right now. <laughs> <laughs> this habit, among other unmentionable things, just imagine what the fuck is unmentionable, <laughs> wait, Sarah. Wait. That so that's not the worst. There's things that are more unmentionable than like. Oh, God. So bad that I couldn't even find it. Damn it. Uh, Other unmentionable things that this spirit does is believed to be the cause of many diseases affecting women, mainly in rural areas, during their pregnancy. In some cases, it may catch the unborn child and use its sharp teeth to devour it. In order to protect pregnant women from becoming victims before delivery, their relatives place thorny branches around the house. This improvised fence discourages the Krasu from coming to suck the blood and cause... Uh, other suffering to the woman in the house. After the delivery, the woman's relatives must take... Just imagine being, like, a sister in Thailand during oh this my time. God. Uh, must take the cut placenta far away for burial to <clears throat> hide it from the Krasu. There is the belief that if the placenta is buried deep enough, the spirit cannot find it. I've said placenta so many times in this episode. Also, okay, so after the placenta is delivered, like, just, what's the issue with the... They don't want her near the house. It. They have to... Well, they have... I don't know. Maybe... They, I don't know. I mean, just, I mean, yeah. They have to, throw her a little you have placenta. have to get far away from the house because, like, there are animal, an- animals. Yeah. are aminals and shit who, like, might try um, to get it because it smells like blood, but... Yeah. uh, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, what harm will it do if the witch gets the placenta? I think it's part of a person and it's evil and you don't yeah. want to reward evil things for uh, doing evil stuff she's just trying to eat out a living well you would think uh, the krasu <laughs> hides the headless body from which it originates in a quiet place uh, on the <laughs> set of the movie the quiet place um i've been misreading it this this animal is actually called the krasinski not the krasu <laughs> twist that was maybe the stupidest joke. <laughs> oh uh, don't sell yourself short you can make way more <laughs> I've stupider, made jokes far than that. stupider jokes. Stupider uh, jokes. the cross who hides the headless body from which it originates in a quiet place because it needs to join it before daybreak, living like a normal person during the day. Again, just another reason to target old women who live alone. So so it's a regular lady by day, and then at night, like just a- the head comes off and takes uh, some of the stuff off- with it. Yeah, kind of like when a, a bee stings you and then it pulls it out and it take it's like that. <laughs> Lots of bees in this episode. One person there, although having a sleepy demeanor cuz you know she can get no fucking sleep. She's out there zooming <laughs> around with just her head and her guts. She's got babies to eat. <laughs> uh to to crush the still headless body of the Krasu is flatal. F- f- flatal. Flatal to the splerit. <laughs> uh the flying head will return after hunting but rejoin with the wrong body um which will lead it to suffer torment until death oh i was gonna say that so- sounds like it could be a very comical mix-up i would like to oh for see sure that movie like a freaky friday situation yeah. where like <laughs> Lindsay lohan's head and guts comes flying and attaches itself to jamie lee curtis's body yeah i'd watch it <laughs> let's make that movie I think they remade Freaky Friday again for the Disney Channel, though. Like a remake of the Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan version. Yeah, it was a real a star is born situation. (laughs) Well, you know, Freaky Friday is just such a timeless tale. Well, weirdly, in the the Disney Channel remake, it's Lady Gaga and (laughs) no, (laughs) I mean Bradley Cooper, and they switch bodies. And Bradley Cooper's happy with it. He's like, shit, I'm hot now. Don't, and Lady Gaga's like, oh, shit, I'm average. Don't tell me you wouldn't watch the hell out of that movie. Of course I would watch it. I'm just saying Lady Gaga could do better <laughs> in terms of body oh, swaps. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, actually, Lady Gaga I I would, has only down downwards to go. Uh, Well, no, I think I would watch it more. I would actually go broke watching it if it was Lady Gaga and Jason Momoa. <laughs> Because they would swap, and they'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I'm fine." <laughs> Lady Gaga's married to Lisa Bonet now. Jason Momoa has tits. It's fine. Would oh, that would be a hard adjustment for both of them? I think because isn't isn't Lady Gaga like super tiny, and Jason Momoa is very like, small, ten feet tall. Yes, he is roughly ten <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> um. So let's finish up this story. <laughs> Um, living like a normal person during the day. Oh, right. We were talking about... We were talking about this uh, lady head vampire. Um, yeah, so it if you crush its body, it can sometimes take the bottom half of a other body and then it work. <laughs> kind of rejects the transplant. <laughs> um, if the top part of the body fails to find the lower half before daybreak, it will die in, quote, terrible pain. Aww. Um The crass owl... Crassu will also die if its intestines get cut off or if its body disappears or gets hidden by someone because it can't find it um some folk believe oh wait no i didn't just say folks for bits and giggles some folk beliefs hold that the creature can be destroyed by burning it that's the, kind uh, the of main most creatures i would imagine yes uh this last sentence that i got from the article is great the main foes of the krasu are mobs of angry villagers <laughs> Uh, they may catch the crass suit and kill it or watch where she goes before dawn and then destroy her body. Ah, uh, Yes, the mortal enemy mobs of people. Angry villagers. <laughs> One might say that an angry mob is the downfall of most things. say <laughs> like most Draculas. Um, including beasts in castles, <laughs> Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monsters. So those are the vampires of the world. That Not all of them. But some real gross ones. Yeah, that was enlightening. Sure. I learned something. That's good. That's really all I can aim for, is learning. (laughs) This is just knowledge Um, I have in my head now. Yeah, so if you want to correct my pronunciations, um, if you want to tell me that I was not qualified to discuss this topic, you can rate, review... Um, Subscribe if you did learn something. You can also tweet us at Afternoonified. Uh, We'll post relevant pictures from this episode at Instagram at Afternoonified. There's also Facebook.com slash GetAfternoonified, which is less exciting, but it's still a source of information for you. If you're a baby boomer. If you're a baby boomer or, I don't know, if you're one of the Winklevoss twins, I guess. (laughs) They're not on Facebook. I would hope not. After all that. Nope. Um let's see. There's that. We have some new merch. As of right now, <laughs> we have our Midge Midge 2020 merchandise. I forgot we did the Midge Midge 2020 shirts. Um not even just no, shirts. Also, it's like tote bags and phone cases and Yeah, you, you can, can get, get Midge Midge 2020 on just about anything you want at this point. It's true. Um and hopefully by the time this goes up, we will have our new skull design on at least a shirt, a tote, and a mug. Um, Those can be found at our website, getafternoonify.com, where you can also, like, read some stuff about us. Actually, no, we don't have bios up anymore. You can, like, find us on social media. Yeah, you got our Twitter handles up. That's cool. Yeah, we also have uh, past episodes. Uh, We have a link to donate via our tip jar. You can do that as a one-time donation, or if you're feeling really nice, you can donate... uh, Per episode or per month, I think it is. I don't know who just fucking did what. but I heard a very large, cr- large crash. I think the small one tried to pull the feather toy off the coffee table. Um, Yeah, so there's that. What else? I think you hit everything. Yeah. Um, We have a very special episode coming up with our own uh, very special Shane Hosey. Shane. You know, the guest star you all love <laughs> more than us um it will not be wrestling part three we have to wait another like six months before we can do that but if you have any questions about tabletop role-playing games like dungeons and dragons um and dungeons and dragons uh send them in and one of us will answer it hopefully unless it's a real dumb question (laughs) And then we'll just make fun of you on the air. Um, Yeah. If you want, you can email that directly to contact at getafternoonified.com or tweet it or whatever. Um, Harass us on Instagram. That is weird. Like, mm, I've I've booked one guest for a podcast via Instagram and I felt weird (laughs) about it the whole time. (laughs) Like through like private messaging or? Yeah. No, I didn't just comment on a picture of his (laughs) breakfast. and was like, hey, do you want to be on the pod? I mean, it's worth a shot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think that about covers it um i want to say in our next episode that we are recording not the one with shane there's one in between it do you want to make a call for questions about the thing you know actually no we're gonna leave it a secret yeah i want it to be a surprise cool. not really i just uh, can't think of like anything <laughs> should be a note or that would we- be curious enough to ask questions about i don't know it's true. Um, should we make a big announcement about our new thing at the end of the next episode? I think we should. We should. So at the end of the next episode, even if you don't learn anything from the very interesting topic that Sarah has prepared, we'll have a very big announcement about something very exciting that Thank I have definitely talked about that before. That you've probably heard us talk about before. Anyway, until next time, nerds. Bye, we love you. Bye.